0: All right, excellent. Well, here we go. We're ready to actually jump into the game of Beam Saber. Um, just as a refresher, again, I'm Michael here at the RPG Academy podcast. You can find all of my socials at the RPG Academy. And today I am playing the Empath playbook. My character's name is Miko Rishi. Uh, she, her call sign is Phoenix. She is a uh, former artist sculpturist. Uh, my tragedy is loss of a sibling. My opening was counselor. And my drive is to uh, reclaim a sculptural garden. My uh, mech is a SF-187, commonly called a starfish, and is manufactured by the Umbral Walkers Manufacturing. (laughs) Rich gets that one.
1: God damn it. (laughs) I had to. I I appreciate you you, you pushing our brand for us. Um, Well,
0: I'm going with the sea creature. Yes, yes. All right, so Richard, give us your character and your mech.
1: All right, so uh so my character is um uh, Timmy or or Tim Johnson, you know, however you want to call him. Uh he's a he's sort of a bland, forgettable guy, you know, just real sort of average. Uh call sign is Possum. And uh you know, he's a he he was a stay-at-home dad and um and all his friends started disappearing. He, uh, he took his kid, shipped her off to, to, to grandma's house, you know? And, um, and then he started, uh, you know, looking for a way to, to, to go up the ranks in the military so he could find his friends, you know? Uh, he pilots just, uh, I mean, bog standard is probably the way to describe it. It's, uh, it's, you know, that old, uh, DBG 100 power loader, you know, nothing fancy. It's, uh, it moves things.
2: Excellent. And then Chris, Awesome. I'm playing Charles Smith, or as he likes to be called Falcon. He's a pretty good-looking guy. I used to be in a gang, and when he was in a gang, uh, he was horribly burned by a chemical weapon attack. So the right side of his neck and all down on his chest are burned. He decided to get out of the gang, went off to being a bounty hunter, catching some deserters. Realized he was pretty good at being a pilot. And now he wants to go out there and prove that he's the best pilot around. He is flying the Thunderbolt, which is a pretty large, uh, black with red highlights, bipedal mech. It's got uh, no head on it, so it's just kind of two arms that come off of two legs and a little torso there. Right arm's got a hand, left arm ends, and some sort of weapon that we haven't determined yet. And he likes to run around and be... Bright, shiny, and flashy, and likes adrenaline just a little bit. <laughs> Excellent.
0: And then uh, for our squad, some of this will probably come out and play, but we are the Misfits, because that fits exactly who we are and what we are doing here today. <laughs> so with all that out of the way, Austin, go ahead and take over. Let's get into the game.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Austin Ramsey. I'm your GM for your listening purposes and the creator of beam saber uh you can find me on twitter at not an in and you can find beam saber at austinit-ramsay.itch.io uh so with the squad and pilots established uh the next thing to do is to do the last bit of uh mission prep um on the pilot's side so Yeah, I had a couple of missions planned out for you all to pick from, and uh, you chose the one that I like to call a simple milk run. Uh, The briefing you receive from your direct superior is that uh, the Hatchet Men, uh, Norish Infosec Squad, are transporting a secretive package over land routes. Capture it. Don't let it fall into enemy hands. Uh, There's a light escort of uh, two light-wheeled AVs because they're relying on secrecy to protect the package rather than muscle. And the package, we don't know what it is, but it's inside of a roundish six-wheeled APC. So that's the information that you have. You've been hired by the 99th Intelligence Corps of the Democratic Federated Systems. Uh, So that's your employer. Your target is the hatchet man, a tier one adamant council of NOR squad. Your objective, retrieve the package with the secondary objective of ensure the package is undamaged. Your rules of engagement, which if broken will hurt your relationship with your employer, are no threatening or employing force against civilians, and no firing upon or presenting as a clearly marked medical transport or facility. So, with that information, the first thing y'all have to do is pick a tactic. This is the method that the squad is going to use uh, to engage the objective. It's a general strategy and requires a single detail that explains how the mission opens. Beam Saber has flashbacks in it. Just like blades in the dark, which mm-hmm. means you'll be able to spend stress to say s- stuff that your pilot did in preparation for the mission, so that we don't have to get deep, deep into planning for every mm-hmm. po- potential contingency and possibility
1: so we avoid the shadow run effect
3: exactly. <laughs> So you can just be like, oh, this unexpected thing happened, but my pilot, being a competent individual who has a skill set completely different from I as a player do, already has a a plan for this, and so I'm going to declare a flashback. And you can do that at any time. Uh, Flashbacks can't change any fiction that's been established, so if, you know, it's been said that there are guards here, you can't say, oh, well, actually, two days ago I assassinated them, so there's no guards here. Mm -hmm. that you can't do that but you might be like two days ago i slipped something into their food so they've actually they're on duty but they've all got food poisoning
1: Mm -hmm. or or could you do the the uh we yeah we food poisoned them and uh we we got some temps in there who happened to be our rovers
3: Yeah, you could absolutely do that. I think if it was already established that there were, like, guards in place, then not all of them would be your rovers, but you would have someone on the inside. Yeah. Nice. So that's the sort of thing you can do with flashbacks. Uh, So the tactic you pick, there are six options. The first is assault, which is open violence against the target. The second is deception, which is luring, tricking, and manipulating the target. Third is scientific, which is engaging with technological power. And there's social, which is when the squad negotiates with, bargains with, and persuades the target. Stealth is for taking action undetected. And transport is for carrying cargo and people through danger. Which of those are y'all going to use to try and get this package out of this convoy and back to your own uh, territory?
1: I mean, I feel like with our skill set, we, we do an ambush, which would, I guess, technically be assault. You know? It's like we we do the classic, like, oh no, there's a log across the road. Gee, that really stinks.
0: See, I was thinking more deception. You know, again, we're the Fast and the Furious, so we, we replace their six-wheeled Avi with a fake six-wheeled Avi. and mm. Or, you know, we divert them through a different place and separate them like they have to go through a tunnel. And so in the tunnel, we can take out the package
3: while you make no one. So something you can actually do at this stage mm-hmm. is does each of you can take a gather information role. If you want to try and get a bit more intel that you might not already have access to.
0: Yes, that would be great. How do we do that?
3: Well, tell me what it is that you want to try and learn, and how your character is going to go about doing it.
0: So, I would like to try to get some sort of like topographical map, like starting point, ending point, the the likely route they're taking to look for an ambush point or a place to you know separate the convoy momentarily.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. Uh, So, how are you going to? How is Phoenix going to go about doing that?
0: Well, I'm going to talk to possum who's our bureaucrat Mm -hmm. to see if we can get in some like uh paperwork to get access to the satellites you know we're gonna say it's for something totally unrelated but basically try to get some satellite imagery of the route so i so i assume am i trying to figure out what route they're taking or we know the route but i'm trying to get satellite imagery of the route so if it's the first i would probably use my social to try to get someone that knows to talk like Mm -hmm. deceptively if i already know the route then i would work with the bureaucrat to get access.
1: Yeah, I mean, because because definitely uh you know Tim Timmy's uh he's he's kind of a personable guy you know he just he's, he's the kind of guy you can just kind of sit down have a drink with and uh you know go go yeah whatever that guy yeah he's shown up at the bar once or twice you know whatever and uh and so yeah he's he's got a two in consort so maybe you could uh, head down to the local you know uh bar for these guys where they hang out and just kind of you know see if he's got a friend of a friend who, you know maybe take him down there watch the game and all that and uh you know just, uh, see what happens
3: yeah, okay, so it sounds to me like um, Possum is going to uh, try and talk to some folk and try and get what the root might be. Yeah. Okay, so uh sounded like you said you wanted to use Consort. hmm So in Beam Saber, I don't tell you what to roll for your actions. Mm-hmm. You decide, and then uh, I might modify your position, which is uh determines how bad the consequences could be if you fail or i would modify your effect which is how effective you are in what you're doing mm-hmm. for gather information most of the time when it's outside of a mission it's a fortune role which means that there are no consequences or effect mm-hmm. your role just determines how the the quality of the information you get all right do you want to uh push yourself or does anyone want to spend stress to assist or I could also offer a collateral die, which is a guaranteed consequence for an extra die on the roll. I would like to assist. I mean, okay. we,
0: we kind of plan this together, and I'm the empath, so mm-hmm. maybe I can help pick who is
3: most likely to talk. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so you're uh, Phoenix, you're going to spend stress equal to the uh, number of beliefs you have with possum, which... Yeah, one because you're just doing new characters. But as you get to know Possum <laughs> and your relationship deepens, then it'll be more stress. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And in the fiction world, it's that I don't trust him, so I need to be there to also hear mm-hmm. the same information yep. to make sure that he doesn't lie to us.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's very good. So yeah, like we just show up at the bar and you know, like uh, we're we're hanging out and getting drinks and you know maybe we have that like a little bit of a comment about you know what's going on in the game and then get people and engage people that way
0: just for the record my in my view you're peter from deadpool 2 you're, you're the guy I, who joins I, the mission who, who just has a mustache for some reason. yeah that's your that's your power yep <laughs> all right so anyway so okay so so i'm just adding i spend stress to give him a bonus die
3: yeah, so when you assist, you can imp- there's uh, a couple possible benefits. Uh, you can at- give the person an extra die. You can give them improved position, improved effect, and if someone's real badly hurt at- with a uh, level three damage or harm, then you can assist to help them push through that uh, that damage, which would otherwise stop them cold.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, so I'm rolling with with two at the moment so probably the third die would be the way to go yeah i think so all right let's do the thing and that is a five as the highest die
3: okay so a four or five on a fortune roll is a standard success a one to three would be limited and a six would be great success okay so standard success yeah you talk to someone i don't think it's like one of the hatchet men directly mm-hmm. i think it's probably like uh a local who lives in journey city
1: could it be like uh could it be like someone who um works off for the like uh electrical grid or the city or something who knows that they're gonna be like messing with the traffic lights to get them through more quickly it's just like man this is some <laughs> this is some junk, you know. We're gonna do all these special requests, you know. It's all in the hush hush, but these people think they're better than everybody else, you know. It's like that's supposed to be for ambulances, you know. Like <laughs> these people think they are, you know, trying to get through all the traffic better than anybody else. You know, it takes me thirty five minutes to cross two miles to get to my job. Can you believe that? Like that. That's what I'm imagining, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> so you, you, with that, you've got. um the route that the hatchmen are going to take. So their goal is, uh, you can tell pretty clearly by the route, is they're going from the Norrish-held community of might to the space elevator located in the middle of Journey City. And so they're going to be coming from the south of uh, Journey City. They're going to be passing through Journey City's southern district called the Broken Bank, going across one of the two intact bridges across uh, the Isian River that goes through Journey City, and then they're going to quickly uh, skirt through Kingstown, a uh, mm-hmm. poor district in Journey City, and then into the like central district around the tower to uh, their goal. Um, so a couple di- inf- bits of information that you also get uh, for that standard success about their route is that... The Broken Bank, this this is actually common knowledge. The Broken Bank is when the war came to this region, that's the part of Journey City that got hit hardest. Mm-hmm. It was basically flattened by the conflict, and no one has bothered to rebuild it because it's just been so damaged. Okay. It's known to be full of uh, rampant proxies and apps. There's a very heavy augmented reality element in this setting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so apps are uh, digital entities that have a very narrow focus in their skill set, but are very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh for instance, like uh you might have an app that is in charge of selling laser eye surgery, and when something like that gets uh, becomes rampant and becomes dangerous and has access to laser eye surgery tools. It has a tendency to do things like uh, try and create demand for its services. You might say Mm -hmm. proxies are digital personal assistants that most people have. Your pilots almost certainly have these, and they are their default avatar is uh, like a version of their their owner, Mm -hmm. and they they are like handle things like calendar, uh, your calendar. Making simple replies in like emails, Mm -hmm. managing your calls, just doing personal assistant type stuff. And so the Broken Bank is known for having crowds of wandering, uh, abandoned proxies as the people who previously owned them and maintained them have died Mm -hmm. or gone missing or have fled. And so there's sort of these ghostly figures that wander the Broken Bank. Kingstown is. Uh, the area where a lot of the refugees from the conflict have congregated into the already poor areas of the of the city. And after the municipal government collapsed, uh, they took it upon themselves to maintain the services that existed. So it's a functioning pocket of a community that is held together by ad hoc repairs and a strong sense of looking out for each other. Okay. So yeah, Uh, while Phoenix and Possum are up to that, what's Falcon been up to? Has he been trying to get any information?
2: Yeah, can I send out, uh, what are they, the rovers that we have? Yeah. Mostly I want to try to scout what their vehicles they have, the weapons,
3: and their abilities. Okay, so when you command a cohort, there's three different ways that you can use them. You can send them out on their own and just trust in their own capabilities, in which case you roll their tier level. Since they're part of your squad, they're tier zero, which means that they'll be rolling two dice and taking the lower one because they'll be essentially rolling zero dice. Okay. Not super confident. The next way to do it is that you command them in the action without directly participating. This might be Falcon is like on-site overseeing the off. Op- but isn't uh, getting his hands dirty, so to speak. And with that, you roll Command. All right. And the last possibility is that you actively participate alongside your cohort, and you roll whatever action uh, you decide would be most appropriate as just like a normal roll, but your rovers increase your scale, making you count as, you know, like a whole squad of people taking the same action.
2: Got it. Okay. Uh, I do have command, so let's go with that route. And I just have one rank in it, so it's just one die?
3: Yeah, unless you want to uh, push yourself for some uh, for additional effect or dice, or if you want a collateral die for a guaranteed consequence and a die.
2: Okay, what does push mean?
3: So push uh, is when you push yourself or your vehicle to try harder at whatever it is that you're doing if you are pushing with a pilot action then that means that you spend two stress if you're pushing with a vehicle action then you spend one quirk Um, and this is notable because if you spend all of your quirks or all of your stress uh, then bad things happen to your pilot or vehicle as appropriate
2: you said consequent was the other day
3: a uh, collateral die is basically uh I tell you as GM something bad is definitely going to happen regardless of your role. I'll tell you what it is beforehand, but you also get an extra die.
2: Let's go with that one.
3: You want a collateral die? Why not? Okay, so the consequence, and after I tell you what it is, you can decide that you don't actually want that, is that um the hat like you're poking around and so you might get some information. But you also get spotted, and so what that means is that uh, the hatchet men are going to suspect that something fishy is happening. That uh, information security hasn't been maintained, and so you're going to have a penalty to your engagement role, which is the next step after picking uh, your your method, your tactic.
2: Well, if I stay true to Falcon here, he's not going to care if they know he's coming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? he, he wants them to know he's coming. Yeah, exactly.
2: All right, so two dice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I rolled two twos, so I'll take the two on
3: the right. Yeah, okay. So that'll be uh, limited information. So it is pretty easy to see the AVs that are going to be the escort. You don't get a good look at the APC that's going to contain the package. You guess that's probably in the garage that the APCs are around. Okay. So the uh the AVs, they're sort of like humanoid upper torso and they've got a like missile pod on one shoulder and a machine gun in hand and then their lower body is a set of uh four extremely like off-road suspension wheels. Sort of like, imagine if uh, the Warthog from Halo had like a humanoid upper body poking out the top of it where like the turret, the gun turret would be. Okay. That's kind of what these uh, mechs are like. So that's the, uh, that's the escort for the APC. There's two of those.
1: All right. Okay. So they're, they're ATV centaurs.
3: Yeah. That's a fair way of putting it. <laughs>
2: with that in mind, we have to figure out our
1: tactic then?
3: Exactly. So, assault, deception, scientific, social, stealth, or transport?
2: I think I blew stealth out out of the water.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, I I think at this point, if if they're suspicious already, I think we we just got to block them off and take them out.
0: So, yeah, I, I would have wanted deception, but the same thing, if they are suspecting we're coming, it's going to make it harder to be deceptive. So maybe yeah. a, a direct engagement would be best. Though I, I, I would say, whether it's supposed to be at this point or not, I think we should do it at the broken bank because we're less likely to have civilian casualties. Obviously, at the mm-hmm. Kingstown, there's a lot of people here. If we're just dealing with proxies. So yeah. we, we can get rid of a few extra Alexas and Ceres and not worry about it.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, we could still go with deception we just it's going to be more difficult which might be more our style
0: (laughs) maybe i don't know i mean we're not a very firepower heavy group so the assault that's that's my worry about the assault is that we might be outgunned what do you think richard possible
1: uh i mean i mean looking at it i think i think maybe we just you know we just bottle them up and and smush them right i mean there's only two of these things right and we just box men that can't go anywhere what are they gonna do right and uh you know i mean we would just drop a couple of crates on them or a uh, you know shipping container or a bit of rubble and you know what are they gonna do right they're gonna scatter well i mean all, all we gotta do is get that that thing in the center right i mean the, the two guards will we'll be fine we just just drop one thing on one edge of the thing and we we'll drop the thing and we we'll box them in that's it
3: so is that assault then I I think, I think we're so. Towards I think we
1: are, <laughs> which okay. is hilarious because we're not very good at it.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the... <laughs> so I'm okay with deception because you know you guys could go deceive him and and Falcon could just swoop in, grab it, and go.
1: Well, I mean, I I think like if we're trying to draw off the escorts, uh, that would have to be Phoenix, I think, and then I, I like. I don't know how we would do that. Is the thing? <laughs> without,
0: that's, without... that's the question. How are we going to do this?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: you don't. You don't need to have like a super deep detail. You just need the method of deception. So if you just want to be like, we put up some road closed signs. You know, that's all you need to know at this time, and then you can flash back to be more in depth if you need to.
1: I mean, I think it would be really funny to have like a one of the the apps that's doing um, oh god, what would it be? It would be like let's do like
0: an oil change app, and then just come up and like take off with their tires, yes. like, super fast, <laughs> like yes. a pit crew yes. At NASCAR.
1: <laughs> yes, we have we have a pit crew app. Okay, yeah, I love that. So we okay. all
0: we gotta do is stop them for like. 37 seconds and then all their wheels will be off
3: (laughs) so so to be clear apps and proxies are purely digital entities they don't have a physical form but they often can interact with machinery and uh the electrical grid that is nearby so i mean you could have a pit crew app that like tries and mess with them and at the least it'll be a distraction Mm-hmm. And at best, maybe the pit crew app is actually hooked up to something that could potentially remove their wheels.
0: Yeah, well, that's the deception is we've got to make them change their route to go through like a building that is, you know, that's what it's for. Like it makes like an old bowling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. One of those. Yeah. So it's an automated.
0: Yeah, it's an automated oil change, mm-hmm. tire change. place. Yeah. We get them to go through there, stop them at the right time. And then. <laughs> <laughs> zip, zip, zip.
3: Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs>
1: This
0: is the plane. <laughs> plan. I love it.
3: We're going deception. Right, so okay. actu- Actually, if your plan is to, like, make use of this machinery thing, it sounds almost like this might be scientific with the unusual procedure being <laughs> okay. to chase them through, a, like, an automated facility. Mm-hmm. That, that'll hopefully attack them and not you. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't have any wheels. Yeah, so none okay. of us have well, yeah. any wheels,
1: so we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I'm sure they can't find anything to disassemble from your vehicles. <laughs> of course not. Okay. Uh, that,
0: that's one of my quirks, no removable parts. <laughs> nice.
3: Uh, I mean, that could absolutely be a quirk if you want to change them before we get yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, it's a- okay. So... Now we're going to do the engagement roll, which will determine, like, how your position is before things, like, kick off. Mm Because it it assumes that you've done everything right, and now it's just sort of to see, like, does it all come together? So, you start off with one die for plain old luck. Is the mission bold?
1: I mean... (laughs) A little yeah. <laughs> it's not very <laughs> it's okay. not a great plan so yes, yes? Uh, okay
3: <laughs> so that's plus one die there's a fine line between
0: bold and stupid <laughs> and we don't know the difference
3: <laughs> is the mission especially complex uh, no no
0: there's not that many moving parts you know plan a divert on plan b into this thing
1: yeah c yeah.
0: have the thing do the thing. i there's definitely i could come up with a much more complicated <laughs> <plan> <laughs> if you want me to okay but
2: so that you... doesn't fit
0: us <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you don't lose any dice for that uh does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities i would think so which vulnerabilities
0: well the fact that they're wheeled vehicles, yeah. like they have actual tires mm-hmm. we're trying to
3: limit Yeah. I did. It's like treads if... we probably couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Uh is the mission's tactic ineffective against the target? I don't think so. I think I think you're I think okay. we're going to
1: find out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean the, the thing that we're running into is, is the goal is to take their wheels off so they, mm. they can't chase us, but they still have guns, yeah, mm-hmm. so until we get out of range, we're still in danger, but mm-hmm. the thing but once we're out of range we're we're in the clear, mm-hmm. so that's the thing is that they're not completely ineffectual, yeah, but you know they we limit their ra- range of effectiveness against us
3: yeah uh does the squad receive external support for the mission? Your rovers do not count, they are part of the squad.
1: No, I think we're we're doing this relatively on our own.
3: Yeah, is anyone interfering with the mission other than the target? Yes.
0: Not the, oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well, there's there's probably someone else also after it. You know, we don't know that yet, but probably.
3: Yeah. Um. And then lastly, are there any other factors that affect the mission? Anyone want to make any arguments for any of these, positive <laughs> or negative? Not really.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out.
3: Yeah, okay. So that leaves you with two dice. Who wants to roll make the two die engagement roll?
0: Well, I haven't rolled yet. And Chris yeah, was too terrible, thing. so.
2: Yes.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> two sixes, baby. Oh Catacomb dice. Yeah.
3: Nice. Okay, so unfortunately you cannot crit with an engagement roll. If you roll two sixes, that's a crit. But that does get you a controlled position. So what that means nice. is that you things are going smoothly and any consequences you might face initially are going to be fairly small. Small for the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things can get out of hand real fast sometimes. <laughs> okay. So the three of you are set up somewhere in the broken bank. We don't need to have specifics of like where you are until you appear on screen so to speak but wherever you you've got yourselves concealed or uh, located you know that these uh wheeled mechs we're going to call them wheelies are uh moving along the roadways through the broken bank uh, you already have their route ahead of time, so you know that they're purposefully avoiding Ambush Row, even though it's the straightest shot from their uh, starting point to their destination. But as the name implies, there's a reason they're avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That's a bad name. It really is. You should
3: change that name. <laughs> and uh, so they're moving through the twisting, turning streets of the Broken Bank, avoiding the rubble. And uh, I guess y'all... Uh, did you like push some uh what did you do so what it was
1: is we we found a um a a quick pit um that was right next to the route um and so we were doing the planning and we realized that there's a quick pit right there a drive-through quick pit and we set up uh basically i got into the power loader and just started knocking rubble into the the road and then found like an old derelict um you know like broken down crane or some small like machine that looks like it could have done that and um then like pulled out the wiring from it to make it look like an app got hold of this thing and then somebody like took it out and just hasn't cleared it out yet so something that looks like it would happen plausibly in the space and is just kind of more of an annoyance than anything else
3: great
0: how active is this area like are there other people other vehicles Around or is
3: this pretty well deserted? It's pretty well deserted except for the proxies and apps which mill about in small groups. Uh you know that like there are people who are in the broken bank, but they tend to be people who don't want to be found. Smugglers, criminals, Mm. terrorists, rebels, freedom fighters, that sort of thing.
1: The kind of people who are gonna see something going on and they're gonna be like, Nope.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Uh so just a note I I'm I'm not going to take this away from you since you rolled two sixes and I wouldn't backtrack this way. Um but I also I forgot to you should have had one fewer die for that engagement roll because of the collateral die from Falcon's gather information
1: earlier. Oh right, right.
3: Yeah, we forgot about that. But that's okay.
1: It would have been a six anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. So
0: So the the only other thing that I'm thinking, the the reason I was asking if it was deserted is I would like for there to be like a vehicle in front of them mm-hmm. close enough that they see it take that detour so that like they can see, oh, I see. Th- the, uh, this is what people have already figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want some way to, so that they don't have to like on their own think, should we go that way? But to show that that's mm-hmm. already been like the national established mm-hmm. pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we could do that with the proxies, just like have them walking. Through there, but I I would prefer if we could have a vehicle just far enough in front of them, they can kind of see it, but it's not engaging with them. Take that detour Mm -hmm. so they see that it's a possibility.
1: Yeah.
2: And can we also throw in, since you said there's a lot of smugglers and uh, criminals in this area, maybe we make the pit stop not so much an oil change, Mm -hmm. but that hackers are hacking into your systems. Come into our little pit stop to Mm -hmm. get your systems checked. To make sure that they haven't infiltrated you,,
3: yeah, that can be a detail, okay that's uh like a um like a one of those wi fi pineapples I think they're called where they just like scan everyone's wi fi that's active and just like uh spoof the details as you're going through like a hacked credit card swiper, <laughs> but for a whole yeah. vehicle <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, sure. Uh, if I may make a suggestion, um, Michael, your idea about having a vehicle going through to show the path—you, this is what rovers are for, right? Yeah, they got their own vehicles.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah,
3: so you can just have one of your one of your minions uh, mm-hmm. drive a car very nervously, I'm sure, since I imagine it's probably not their usual vehicle mm-hmm. um, through this pathway.
2: And that's got to be our. Minion we send out to do all the really mundane tasks. <laughs> so it's yeah. just we call him Bob and he's mm-hmm. always like,
3: Oh fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so you uh Bob drives through this and like I think as soon as he's out of sight of the wheelies, he like speeds through because he knows what this this mm-hmm. trick is and he doesn't want to get <laughs> snagged Caught by it. it. Yeah. Um yeah. So he's just, like, gone and out of there. And the uh, the wheelies, uh, one goes in with the APC behind it, and then the other wheelie taking up the rear. And they're going through this building, and, like, the lead wheelie just, like, comes to a dead halt as mm-hmm. its systems shut down automatically. Um, and then the APC, like, I think, uh, bumps into it, like, hits the mm-hmm. brakes, slides into it, And then the other wheelie stops, and like all three of them shut down. And like they open, the lead wheelie opens the cockpit, and you can hear them yelling between each other, trying to like sort it out. And they're going to start trying to uh, restart their vehicles, but for the moment, you're in a controlled position. They are like inside of this massive, uh, like you described it, like a Mm drive-through garage for mechs, essentially. Mm -hmm. so just this big almost warehouse looking thing and they're just uh sitting there waiting to be plucked (laughs) while they are trying to restart their vehicles so who is something they want to do from a controlled position
1: i mean probably that's you chris if you want to take out the two uh two guards is our is our plan to just
2: start pounding things into the dirt or are we gonna run forward just try to grab it and run
1: is this the kind of setting where people are just blowing things up left and right or 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 is this like you know
3: uh, i think that's sort of uh dependent upon how y'all want to play this
1: yeah i mean because because we could just basically like show up on the outside with guns drain and be like hey give us the package nobody needs to get hurt you're screwed i don't know if any of us are good at sway
3: intimidation is probably actually command because that's oh, okay. about demanding immediate obedience. Okay. You could use sway, but you might be less effective okay. with Cause it. Cause I've
1: got one in command. Um, however we want to do it. So I,
0: I would like to to maybe start with just talking and then guns be plan B.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe that's the way to do it is to, to just be like, you know, so somebody comes over the loudspeaker in there and is just like, look you're screwed but it, it wouldn't be me it would definitely be one of one of the two of you i think
3: <laughs> okay well who who's doing this
0: what's your command chris i have one
2: in command i'm not the greatest at edit- i mean i know exactly what i would say if you want me to be the yeah. intimidating one and then you could try to talk later or if you want to just start talking
1: and and we've got the empath right so we've got somebody who can like kind of pick up on 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 I, I sense there there is fear in them, Captain.
0: Well, I actually, my special ability is broadcast. When you push yourself, you can also instill a powerful, undirected emotion. So could I, like, broadcast compliance and make Ooh. them more likely to, or fear, so they're yeah. more likely to
3: yeah. comply? Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. can absolutely yeah, yeah. do either of those.
1: I think compliance would be the way to go, and then... Or
2: fear. Trust me, what Falcon's going to say isn't going to be, hey, please, will you please give me this?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, so I want to try to broadcast fear so that the, the, uh, we assume there are humans involved in these vehicles in some place mm. would be more likely to listen to uh, Falcon's commands. Yeah. So how do I do that?
3: Okay, so uh, that ability specifically is um, you push, when you push yourself as a pilot, you get that as an additional benefit. So, you know, when you push yourself, you usually get an additional die or improved effect with one of your rolls. And then you also get this narrative uh, benefit, which will have likely mechanical uh, benefits as well. So do you want to, like, be doing something to set up? So this might be a setup action now that I think about mm-hmm. it. So a setup action is when a player takes an action that modifies the situation such that anyone who takes advantage of it will uh, have improved position or effect. Nice. It, for yep. example, you might like do a setup action to rip off some armor off of a heavily armored vehicle, and then anyone who attacks it in the future will have better effect because now you've stripped it of its armor, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so in this case it sounds like phoenix is doing a setup action for falcon and uh phoenix is going to be pushing herself to get that uh broadcast benefit uh what do you want to roll for this phoenix
0: so if i follow that correctly um one of my highest vehicle abilities is maneuver so like what i see is i'm coming in with my starfish and you know just I'm like like my head, almost like coming through a hole in the roof mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, manipulating yeah. my ship very deftly, basically getting on top of the, um, the AV with like multiple arms pointed at it as almost like a spider ready to mm-hmm. strike. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> so So my skill at maneuvering puts me in the perfect position to intimidate them with the potential of my mech destroying them. Then Chris comes over or, excuse me, or, you know, Falcon comes over and says, you know, lay down your arm or whatever, whatever he's going to say, because I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So my mind, it would be maneuver role with broadcast as a bonus.
3: That makes a lot of sense. OK, so um, when you push your vehicle actions, you actually spend one quirk instead okay. of stress. So which of your quirks do you want to spend? And you have to narrativize it.
0: So delicately nimble.
3: Mm, yeah.
0: So again, so I, I see my starfish-style uh, mech just maneuvering in a way that something that large shouldn't be able to. And it's very deft, you know, deft. So I'm able to... it's a starfish, but in my mind, it's very spider-like in this moment, the way I'm using different arms to grab onto different things to move her right into position. So I'm right in front of the... Um, the Avi with different arms that have like like, like sparks, almost like a, a propane sort of acetylene torch getting ready to carve through certain things. And then because of the bubble, I'm like front and center right in front of the viewport of what, what they would see.
3: Yeah, great. Okay, so this is going to be controlled position because of your earlier engagement role. And uh, the effect is going to be standard um, unless there's any gear you want to declare that is uh, fine or would benefit from your improved um, qualities from the squad um, that you want. I don't think so. I can't think of any. So. I
1: mean, could we do uh, can we assist on this role to do improved effect?
3: Yeah, if you want to assist with this.
1: So I think what um, what Timmy does, what Possum does is basically just like he's out of his mech and basically just goes and hits a button on the wall and the the big, like, rolly gates on each side just, like, come down as this happens.
3: Great. Okay, so possum, spend that one stress. All right. And so that'll put you in a controlled great situation, Phoenix. And let's see, you pushed yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You could take an improved effect or an extra die, but since you're already at great effect and you can't get better than that, you might as well take that extra die. Mm -hmm. Okay. so
0: Uh, Highest is a six. I have one of those. Nice. Okay,
3: so that's success with no consequences. And you also get the added benefit from your broadcast ability of instilling fear in these fools. Perfect. That, that's the cue to Falcon. Mm-hmm. So the, the starfish swoops in from the ceiling as the rolling gates start to lower, mm-hmm. and the starfish enwraps one of these wheelies, pointing all of its guns at the wheelie. If if they were active, uh, you know, they'd be shaking in their tires. <laughs> and uh, what's Falcon doing now?
2: As soon as they do that, and they give him the, the signal to go, Falcon brings the old Thunderbolt right up in front of him, opens up the chest to the cockpit, and he stands out I don't know, oh, at the geez. edge of his cockpit. <laughs> Over the loudspeakers, you just hear him, you know, proclaim, I am the Falcon. I give you one chance to give me the package and live. Don't make me swoop down there and destroy you all.
0: Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy Podcast.